So we are going to continue on in a study we're doing. We're doing a New Testament survey right now in our Bible Institute. Uh, we do have an online Bible Institute that uh, is going very well. As of uh, this morning, we have 692 students all over the world. They're engaged at some level in pursuing a, uh, an associate's degree or a bachelor's degree, which you can earn from us. It's all free. We have 110 courses that you can choose from. We're sort of uh, picking through one here kind of slowly uh, right now, but it, it's a great way to learn. You can sort of audit it here, and if you ever want to take more courses or um, for any reason, just to learn more whatever, Online Bible Institute, that's our institute, that's where you go, and uh, that'll be very cool. But we are working through the New Testament in the survey. I want to start talking about the Gospel of John today. We've looked at uh, Matthew, Mark, and Luke over the last period of time, and uh, the, uh, the Gospel of John was written by the Apostle John, uh, and John uh, 21, 20 through 24 uh, describes uh, the author as the disciple whom Jesus loved. And for both historical and biblical internal reasons, it's understood to be John the Apostle. Um, that verse I think I put in your notes, John 21, 20 through 24. Peter turned and saw the disciple whom Jesus loved was following them. This was the one who had leaned back against Jesus at the supper and had said, Lord, who is going to betray you? When Peter saw him, he asked, Lord, what about him? And Jesus answered, if I want him to remain alive until I return, what is that to you? You must follow me. Because of this, rumor spread among the brothers that the disciple would not die. But Jesus did not say he would not die. He only said, if I would, uh, want him to remain alive until I return, what is that to you? This is the disciple who testifies to these things and who wrote them down. We know that this testimony is true. So this is the Apostle John. I like the fact that he calls himself <laughs> the disciple that Jesus loved. And... Uh, Sort of think about that when you put that in there. It's like Moses calling himself the most humble of all people. Um, but there's some neat stuff in the Bible. He was one of the sons of Zebedee. Uh, Luke 5.10 uh, talks about James and John, the sons of Zebedee. And uh, they were Simon's fishing partners, partners. And Jesus said to Simon, don't be afraid. From now on, you will catch men. So um, that's the apostle uh, John who wrote this book, one of the disciples. And it's important that we understand who he is in the process. Uh, the Gospel of John was written um, probably somewhere between A.D. 70 uh, and A.D. 90. That's a pretty big chunk of time, that 20 years. Uh, people used to think it was written later, but they found uh, almost complete fragments of it um, uh, in A.D. 135. They can trace it back to there. So that means that it was obviously well uh, sort of circulated before then. So um, it was written in the time period when we would expect the canon to be done. Remember, we're, we're looking for those books to be written um, in, in the time frame of uh, historical Jesus, uh, his life. Um, and so if Jesus sort of um, was crucified and resurrected, say, A.D. 30-something, um, most of the New Testament was written with John sort of finishing up as late as A.D. 90. He lived a long time. But, uh, but in that period from A.D. 40 through A.D. 90, we have most of the New Testament, as we understand it, was written. And the Gospels um, sort of came online around 60, 70 A.D. And they weren't written sooner because the guys were waiting for Jesus to return. If you remember that, people say, well, why didn't they start writing right away? They didn't think they were going to need to. Jesus 
they sort of got the impression of Jesus, he'd be back pretty quickly. And so they were just out doing the ministry, and they, had, uh, they were sharing their stories because they had lived this life with Jesus. And, uh, and then as he tarried for a while at some point, and they were getting older, they said, you know, we better put this stuff down. And inspired by the Holy Spirit, they began to write and uh, had all that in context for us or in, in uh, written form, like I said, by AD 90 or, or sometime. A lot of the books that people try to add to bring confusion to the faith came in that next century, and they want to go, oh, those were then too, but they weren't, and so that's a big part of it. But John works. The purpose of John uh, was uh, recorded for us in John twenty thirty one. These are written, John says, that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. So the Gospel of John is really di- quite different than Matthew, Mark, and Luke. Um, it shares some of the same stories, but uh, John was less worried about chronology. Um, uh, he uses the, the stories that he gives us really to display the deity of Jesus Christ, that uh, uh, who he was, uh, John emphasizes Jesus as the Son of God, fully God and fully man in his gospel. And uh, he was dealing with a lot of false doctrines that had propped up already uh, and one of the false teachings that was going on was that um, there was a the, the Christ Spirit came upon human Jesus at his baptism and left him at his crucifixion, and we don't believe that at all. Um, we believe that he was fully God and fully man, and that's a pretty amazing deal. So um, some important verses that you will see um, throughout the Gospel of John, John 1.1, 1, 1, in the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God, and the Word was God. We'll try and talk more about that today. That might be next week before we get back to that. John 1.14, the Word became flesh, made His dwelling among us, and we have seen His glory, the glory of the one and only who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. John 1.29, the next day John saw Jesus coming toward him and said, Look, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. John 3.16, most of you know this one. For God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. I am going to come back and talk about these, so don't panic. He's just ripping through a bunch of scriptures, and that's it. I have questions about those. Good. John 10.10, 10, you'll know this one if you've been here. The thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. Jesus said, I have come that they may have life, have it to the full. John 14.6, another big verse. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So those are some of the really important verses that we have to deal with um, throughout the Scripture, and we'll, we'll tackle as many of those as we can. Um, the Gospel of John, John takes seven miracles as signs to demonstrate the deity of Jesus and to illustrate his ministry. So he picks seven. And uh, there were many more. He says there were so many, he can't even record them. You couldn't hold them in the books, he says. But he does pick seven. And he uses, um, he repeats a lot of certain words and phrases that you'll see as we read through the gospel. Um, he talks about uh, believe is in there a lot, so look for that. Witness, comforter, life, death, light, darkness, and I am statements he talks about. And talks about love quite a bit. So, as the introduction happens, um, and it's interesting that, that 
John's gospel introduces Jesus not from his birth, which we've seen in genealogies in, in, uh, in Matthew and Luke, but um, talks about Jesus uh, from the beginning as the Word. And, and the word there is logos. Uh, and uh, it, what John t- tells us is that Jesus um, was, was always, uh, he didn't have a beginning. Uh, he was with God. Uh, and, and so uh, we have to get outside of time the way we understand it, and that's difficult for some people. But, but uh, uh, so, so Jesus is not a created being. God, the Son, God the, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, they were all together. And, and so Jesus is, is the Messiah. He was with God in the beginning. He was the Word through which all things were created, and we, are, we find about Him as we go. And we'll talk more about that when we get to that idea of logos in just a little bit. And uh, he's also dealing with another um, false doctrine, which is called Gnosticism. You might have heard that. It's ongoing, Gnosticism. Uh, Gnostics, you might have heard of agnostics. Gnostics uh, were, um, and it was perhaps the, the one of the biggest dangers to the early church. What the Gnostics came in said was they had a higher knowledge uh, and that um, you, you'll still run into these people too. Uh, I do fairly often. Christianity's good, but you need to come and know there's more. There's something better. That's just like a stepping stone. And that's a Gnostic thought. Uh, and th- they believe they have a higher truth. And so when, when you encounter someone who starts to speak like that, they're Gnostics. And it's been ongoing since the beginning of the church, and they, you know, they don't have a higher truth because there is no higher truth than Jesus. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. So it doesn't get any better than Jesus. But, um, but we, we'll, you will encounter people who believe that they are uh, elevated and they're smarter than everybody else because they have this revelation that's higher than what God has given us in the Bible. So they're, they're always interesting to talk to. And uh, there's, there's a lot of them. It's, it's amazing how much stuff is still around. Uh, from the time that the book was inspired and written, it's, it's all pretty much the same, and the church is still dealing with pretty much the same stuff. Culture has changed, obviously, in the way that we do things, but the bottom line, attacks of the enemy, how people react, all that stuff, ongoing. So you'll see that we're going to deal with that on the journey. Now, uh, I said he, he records seven signs, John does, in the process, and... Uh, John 2.23 says, Now while he was in Jerusalem at the Passover feast, many people saw the miraculous signs he was doing and believed in his name. So the, the miracles were um, drawing people to Jesus in the process because they, they were miraculous. Uh, and the seven that John chooses uh, to share with us, and we'll be looking at these two, uh, he changes the water into wine in John 2. Uh, he heals the royal official's son in Capernaum in John 4. He heals the, para, uh, the paralytic at Bethesda in John 5. He feeds the 5,000 in John 6. He walks on water in John 6. He heals the man born blind in John 9. And he raises Lazarus from the dead in John 11. So that's a uh, pretty interesting lineup of miracles. And... That was just the seven he picked. He said, there's so many, I can't, I can't, this book's not big enough to write all this stuff down. Um, but he's going to use these seven to demonstrate 
who Jesus is and the deity of Jesus. And, you know, he's, he, so he's going to overcome death. He's going to overcome nature. He's going to overcome, you pretty much name it. He's going to demonstrate that he's higher than all those things. The other thing that happens um, are the I am sayings, where um, these are a big deal in, in John's gospel, the I am statements of Christ. And uh, the I am statements are that he, 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 Jesus says, I am the bread of life in John 6.35. Uh, and then he says that he is the light of the world in John 8.12. He's the gate for the sheep in John 10, 7, and the good shepherd in John 10, 11. That really hooks him into the, um, the idea uh, of uh, Jesus as the God of the Old Testament, the shepherd of Israel. Uh, so that's important in that process. Uh, in John eleven twenty five, Jesus says to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me will live even though he dies. So he's calling on and demonstrating his power. Only God has that kind of power. He's making that connection. He says, I am the way, the truth, and the life in John 14, 6. And uh, finally, in John 15, he introduces himself as the true vine. I am the true vine. My father is the gardener. So um, let's talk about logos for a minute. I touched on it earlier. But uh, that's how the, the gospel really kicks off. Logos is the Greek term translated as word. It's one of them. The other is rhema. But logos um, is, uh, it also refers to a universal divine reason or the mind of God. And so as the gospel of John begins, it says, in the beginning was the word, logos, and the word was with God and the word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him and without him, Nothing was made that had been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of men. So John says that Jesus is the, the word or logos um, and, and, and is God in the process. And he also says that all creation came about by and through Jesus, who is presented there as the source of life. And, and amazingly, this logos comes and lives among us. He says, and the word became flesh in verse 14 and made his dwelling among us. And we have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only who came from the father, full of grace and truth. And so there's this huge connection uh, that he's making there in the beginning. And it's very similar to Genesis 1.1, which in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And John says, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. He was with God in the beginning. And so, and also there's another corresponding theme there uh, of light between Genesis 1 and John 1. Uh, and we see him as the light of the world and, and we, we see light happening in creation. And so it's significant that this is the way that this gospel is started, um, clearly demonstrating and in, in introducing Jesus as the Word, as God, uh, as with him in the beginning. And, uh, and so it, it's a very interesting setup as we proceed into the gospel. Hold that in text. So hold in mind now as we go, look for the signs as we read through the gospel. Look through the I am statements because those are important because he's making some huge declarations in those things. And uh, understand that they're battling Gnosticism 
which uh, is ongoing today and is still the, the way that we um, are able to stand up against um, that when it comes at us. That's a lot in a short period of time, but I'm out of time, so I'm going to stop. If you're watching my video, thanks for watching. We'll see you when you can come and visit. And uh, God bless you. Bye.